Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Get this turned down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double, and you're now tuned in to episode 202 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Uh, much love and respect to everybody who's been listening to season three of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Uh, we right back at it like I left something. Um, let's see what's going on new with me. Not a whole lot. Got some sad news. Uh, anybody know me? Know I got a couple of uh, gold crowns in my mouth, and uh, yeah, just. Uh, Man, what was it? A few couple days ago, man, my uh the structure on one is uh kinda kinda messing up. So my my, my grill is kinda rejecting it or whatever. So I went to my dentist and they're gonna have to uh take the white joint out and switch it out for uh take the gold one out and switch it out for a white. So I don't know if these is like gold plated because <laughs> I don't know my body's kind of rejecting it so like my cheek is kind of swollen up a little bit so they got me on antibiotics and shit so if you uh if I, if I sound a little bit like Biggie Smalls you know what I'm saying you'll know that you know my jaw is just kind of you know swollen up so I'm on some antibiotics but shit I'm, I'm here I'm here so I'm getting a tooth swapped out in June which is gonna suck because that's gonna be a pretty penny getting that replacement tooth and I still gotta get the implant put in on the other side of my grill so it's just uh your boy got some some beautiful teeth they just raggedy as shit boy boy my whole family got some raggedy ass teeth boy we take care of them but them bitches are just weak just weak as water boy teeth white gums pink every time i go for a cleaning you know the 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 um the oral hygienist she's just like oh you, you it just looks so good and blah 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 you take so such good care of your teeth it's just you know bad genes you know and stuff like that so she sounds like a um like a tv mom or some shit real sweet lady though um so yeah so that's what's going on with me um kids doing great wife doing great you know school almost out you know she's a teacher so you know she's about to be on summer break but uh yeah so everybody doing good you know i cannot complain at all um man i had some issues with uh we had some issues for the past like three four months uh since the winter with uh one of our breakers kept popping and uh like kept switching off and this was the breaker for the dishwasher and the fridge and the microwave they're all on the same breaker which is some insane shit you don't have major appliances all on the same breaker if anybody knows anything about electricity because it, it takes up too many amps but anyways that's just how my old ass house is wired because this um house was built in the 40s and then that breaker box was put in uh before me and my wife was born you know i look at the city inspection and it's you know it passed inspection in the early 80s you know a couple years before me and my wife was born so i'm like all right but um anyway so uh i have this electrician 
you know, a real good dude. Um, I always go with small businesses. And uh, and I'm tell y'all something. If y'all own a home, this is some free game for y'all. If y'all own a home or you get in a home or anything, always go through a, a small business for contract work like plumbing, electric, uh, electricians, uh, just a handyman, repairman, uh, any type of shit like uh, lawn services, somebody who got their own business. And, um, or you getting a fence put up, go through a small business. Um you know owner operator type thing don't go through a large company because if you pay in cash them niggas will give you a huge discount like every time uh my electrician's name is dennis every time he come out it'd be the same thing it don't matter how intricate it is so like we had him check our breaker box and he had to put some uh new breakers in and then there was some wires that was fried inside the bake breaker so he replaced that and replaced some breakers and shit like that and i was like all right dennis man how much i owe you i got some cash on me he was like he's like you know what adrian he's like man just give me a 100 bucks and we'll call it good i was like my man i hate my man <laughs> and you know if you would go through you know, you go through a large, uh, you know, electrician's company or something like that. And guys who are part of the union and shit like that, it, it, it would easily been, you know, triple that, you know, quadruple that. You know what I'm saying? They would have been downstairs dicking around, you know, milking the clock and shit like that. But yeah, if, anytime you get somebody to do some contract work for you, if it's in cash, you can find TikToks about it too. It's the funniest shit because I remember when we first got the house, I was researching that and it was always like, keep cash on you if you're dealing with small businesses, you know, doing some research. But every single time he comes out, it was like one time he came out and we was having some issues with, uh, so the wiring in our, uh, in our, um, in our uh, kitchen and he, he was just like and then he fixed it real quick it was a quick fix and he was like you know what man you got a few 20s on you just call it 60 bucks we'll just call it a day you know so my guys can get some lunch and i was just like yeah i can do that <laughs> so always have cash on you and always deal with small businesses because i'm telling you cash is still king you know what i'm saying like writing checks and you know paying because they have to pay those fees you know to deposit checks and uh things like that you know they that's just kind of weary because cash is just bam here it is but on top of that like if you're paying with like a debit card credit card anything like that they got to pay those merchant fees too like visa mastercard american express and shit like that so that's taking money off the, off out of their pockets and shit like that so always keep cash on you always and then just tell them you know be before they even hit you with a quote be like yo i'm gonna pay in cash like if you have somebody come out doing a big job you know like a um like putting a fence up uh some kind of remodel or some shit that you got going on in like a bedroom or something just tell them hey what's the cash price i can pay you in cash like i can i can break some bread in cash and i tell you what they eyes gonna get big like oh you paying cash i, I guarantee you they're gonna knock they're gonna knock a, a a significant amount of paper up off that bitch you know what i'm saying so anyways let's go ahead and get started on that good old summer damn jam screen uh god damn what's going on with your man jonathan major so it looked like earlier uh or late last week stories started coming out that um you know um different his um publicist uh his agency dropped him and then uh all of a sudden there's like more victims coming out uh and they're cooperating with the da's office and shit like that that's what variety is saying so people are kind of on like you know like damn we've been hearing about this dude like hollywood insiders are talking about we've been hearing about this dude and shit like that but then you got 
folks on the outside looking in is just like maybe he's not playing the game the way that you know holly weird wants him to play it and that's kind of the way that i'm kind of leaning for right now until i see you know more evidence come out i'm just like maybe he's just not playing that holly weird game you know what i'm saying letting somebody you know tug on his nutsack or play with his booty hole or some shit like that or being coddled up with some some old greasy white dude you know what i'm saying maybe he's not playing that game you know and maybe they wanted him to come out and do some kind of psa but this nigga is losing all kinds of sponsorships commercials roles so we'll see i mean marvel is still sticking with him when he's in this role of kang but kang the conqueror is somebody who travels through time and shit like that and has different uh looks and shit like that so they could easily replace him with somebody else but um they're sticking beside him for now so we'll see what happens but uh it's 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 not looking good for this brother there's so many there's there's more victims coming out to uh work with the da's office so i mean we'll just see what happens uh but like i said outside looking in i kind of feel like it's one of those things where he's not playing holly weird's game you know having somebody you know rub up on him touch up on him or this could be uh something where it could be like that smear campaign and for them to you know kind of lessen these paychecks and shit like that because he was white hot you know soon as uh you know it started coming out that he's gonna be the new king the conqueror he's uh you know the antagonist in creed 3 and then he was doing those army commercials and shit like that and then all of a sudden it was just like oh shit you know these text messages came out some woman you know she was apologizing for making a scene and all this other shit and it's just like damn they trying to compare this nigga to ike turner like fuck bro like what type of time you be on like and what type of what caliber of women are you messing with when if all this shit is fake you know that they're jeopardizing your career and likelihood like bro what the fuck you be out here doing in these streets like ain't nobody put you up on game or nothing about how to deal with these women and deal with women who are in the industry when you're in it too you know what i'm saying so it won't so to be you know kind of even killed you dealing with somebody who's below you you know as far as um fame and uh income wise you know you you susceptible to being some being some deep shit you know what i'm saying so it is what it is we're just gonna have to keep an eye on that brother and see what's going on with these cases against him but uh when you talk about white privilege i want you to remember this goddamn uh thing that's going on right now with some of these people from charlottesville that were burning those tiki torches so it's been damn near six years almost six full fucking years since charlottesville went down and them uh them boys was running them white boys running around with them tiki torches talking about jews will not replace us now all of a sudden a few of them are going to be charged with a single count of burning an object with the intent of intimidating a person or group of people and the charges carry a maximum penalty up to five years in prison do you know what you can do with with a six-year head start like why didn't they think to charge them people now right so there's some uh documents that have been unsealed and um some electronic court records has been unsealed and it's uh 
let me see there's these are some of the people who are about to be arrested william zachary smith and he stays down in texas there's a tyler bradley dykes in uh from south carolina and somebody named uh dallas medina of uh ravina ohio but you know how just like that is the epitome of white privilege like you got a six-year head start like even the brokest motherfucker if they knew they were about to be arrested or they did some foul shit you know what i'm saying and it was you know open cases against them because these documents have just been unsealed so who knows how much they've been you know way back when when they were you know told about this but all of a sudden it's just like oh six years like you know we're gonna try you with a we're gonna hit you with a crime of burning an object with the intent of intimidating a person or a group of people like that a fucking six-year head start a six-year head start you could get a whole new identity you'd be in a whole nother country i mean you could do you could establish a life somewhere and, and people you'd be in some small village in italy or something and the people be like oh this oh he's a great guy like what are you talking about you know what i'm saying got a whole new name you making fresh pasta every goddamn morning you know what i'm saying you can set up a little shop and everything a little small restaurant you know what i'm saying with some exotic wines and shit like you could have a whole other life like this is the epitome the epitome of white privilege boy it's like six years later then it's gonna be some shit oh we couldn't find them we couldn't locate them they're on a list though i'm like get 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 the fuck out of here it was just like in Charlottesville when them group of white dudes was beating the shit out that black dude in that uh, that parking garage and them cops were just kind of watching the shit and nobody knew who they were. I'm like, okay, no charges filed or anything. And them cops didn't do shit about it. You know, it's just it's it's just it's wild. It's wild. And then there was a quote from something. Let me see here. Uh, oh, um one of the prosecutors is talking about that uh you know the indictments were issued as part of a criminal investigation that is active and ongoing like you niggas been investigating for six years come on and then in the uh, prosecutor is saying this is our process regardless of how much time has passed or where the alleged fin- offenders may be found they ain't about to find them motherfuckers they are not about to find them white men like these folks got a six year head start and you up here. Well, you know what? We're going to find them. Rest assured, we're going to find them. Fuck out of here. Well, let's see what's going on else going on in that good old summer damn jam screen. Let's see here. Let me pull my, my damn notes up. Let's see here. Oh, OK, here we go. This is crazy right here. So you know how uh, we've had this whole attack on um, CRT, critical race theory, and they just basically said it's, you know, it's being taught in school to children and everything. So everything that you teach about race is critical race theory. And the people who are saying that can't even define critical race theory. And if you go back and listen to the episode of Durag's Emotions we did in season two that I did with uh, Brandon, uh, we talked about that and how these folks can't even, you know, define what it is and point to, you know, actual evidence of CRT being taught in schools when it's actually taught in universities and law school. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, they're just saying, fuck it now. 
down there in um down there in louisiana some uh state officials republican state officials they're asking uh lawmakers to ban the study of racism at universities and they're talking of the reason why is because it's uh citing they're showing inglorious aspects of u.s history do you know how fucking crazy that is they just want to just oh no this this didn't happen this didn't happen so it's getting to that point where they just want you know, I, I, I won't be surprised if they start burning books. You know, hey, hey, they're going to start regulating the Internet, start regulating these sites, these websites. Start there. They're already you, you slowly but surely see in major cities that they're cutting funding to libraries. They're knocking down libraries to make them smaller. You know, like like they're doing here, they knock down the, the that massive ass downtown library, and they about to put up a fucking skyscraper to an insurance company. Like, come on now. But yeah, so you're seeing funding cut from libraries, uh, from uh, uh, from the budget of like education, uh, from like work study groups and shit like that. Uh, it's just they just want to keep you fucking dumb. Right. Because the more people start learning about history, the more that you can predict the future. If you learn about the history, you can predict the future because everything happens, happens, (laughs) everything happens, Uh, everything happens for a reason. Right. And it all goes. It all goes in a cycle. Everything what goes around comes around. That's exactly what that means. But if you don't know your 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 history, they can just tell you what you are. You know what I'm saying? So it's just it's a we're we're crossing into a very very dangerous uh part of history right now. Like you got literal lawmakers, uh state officials you know people in office who are just really want to ban the truth like that you know how crazy that is like just to ban the truth just just nope just start off with a clean slate we're all equal blah 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 and all this other shit and then you get these goddamn coons who ain't even from the soil you know, cause all skin folk ain't kin folk, and they they are they're bought and paid for. And you telling my child that he's inferior and blah blah blah. And then you look into this history. Some of them people don't even have kids. You know, some of these folks, you know, they're a first generation immigrant. You know what I'm saying? And it's just so they don't know the legacy of slavery, or they refuse to believe it. You know, they they're bought and paid for. They believe all the propaganda about America. You know what I'm saying? And I look at and i just wish our immigrant brothers and sisters of of every fucking non-white race would just get off america's dick get off white america's dick like if you look at the world as a big plantation like the united states and the uk are like the big houses like the plantation houses right so black americans even some black brits they understand that hey like we've seen the evil firsthand we know you know we're like an old broom like we know where the dirt is you know what i'm saying don't be fooled by these white walls you know when something catches on fire you paint the walls white 
right? So you, so the, you know, all these immigrants they have this pop propaganda from the TVs, from radios. They get limited, you know, radio stations, uh, limited books, uh, uh, limited TV stations, and they just think that oh, this they finally get to the U.S. Oh, this is amazing. Well, it is amazing compared to what you know the white supremacists have done to your homeland. You know what I'm saying? You was shitting in a bucket. And now you you here in the hood, you know, you got a flushing, you got a you got a toilet that flushes, you know, you can take a shower, you got hot and cold water, you know, you ain't washing yourself in a fucking river. And you know what I'm saying? Washing yourself in a river that people shitting in at the same time. And it's man, it's just one of those things where they just believe the hype. So they're just so fucking thankful. Oh, ain't no racism. Ain't nothing. And it's just like, what? And you seen what just happened to the little African boy uh, down there in what was that St. Louis cuz got just shot in the head he was trying to look for his uh, his brothers and his friends and he went to the wrong house old white dude came out and just shot him point blank range in the head luckily the brother survived you know what I'm saying but it's one of those things where they didn't you know they didn't teach him about what goes on in America like everybody knows you know this part of town you don't be going around here by yourself you don't be wandering around these white folks area by your fucking self. <clears throat> and if you're going to be out and about, you know, past a certain time, you know, you need to let me know exactly where you at. You know, don't be going around knocking on people's doors and shit like that. But it's they just believe the fucking hype. And then when you have these situations where these lawmakers want to ban, you know, speaking about race, learning about history and, it, you know, they they wheel these non-white coons right on up out of there. And it's just like, oh, it's right. We're all we're all Americans. We're all Americans. And you just so happy. You know, the motherfuckers just so happy to have a bar of soap and a wash rag. You know what I'm saying? And a minimum wage paying job because they couldn't. They were selling fucking melons on the side of the road. And now they're, you know, working at fucking Home Depot, you know, thinking it's, oh, yeah, I fucking made it. You know, of course you fucking made it. You know, but who fought for these immigration laws to bring these folks up over here? You know what I'm saying? Like black folks, we stumped hard for every fucking body, every fucking non-white person. We stumped so hard for them, even with us voting for Obama and bringing in the Dreamers Act. You know what I'm saying? But when we start talking about the ugly history, because what's happening and what's going to happen if this keeps on it's just you keep on sweeping dirt up under a rug right and it's just it's a beautiful rug but there's just a mountain in the middle it's just a big ass mountain of dirt in the middle and it's just like people gonna start looking up under there like what is this this is filthy and then it's just all gonna come flowing out right and we need to talk about America's ugly history. We need to learn from it so we don't repeat the same patterns and shit. But people want to keep you fucking ignorant so they can keep treating you like a piece of shit. So you thinking that your minimum wage job and you, you know, shitting in a toilet, you know, in the hood somewhere is that that's equal footing. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you're equal now. You just got to work hard and they hit you with that bootstrap logic. You know what I'm saying? While you making fucking minimum wage. And then somebody who doesn't look like you is making three, four times the amount that you make. And y'all doing the same damn job, you know, but we all equal. You know what I'm saying? Because you're just so jaded by America. You know, it's the land of opportunity and blah, 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 and all this other shit. Like, it's just it, it is so disgusting to just see this happening 
Like you got those on the right trying to ban that shit. And then you got those on the left that's basically just running around here, you know, talking about, oh, we need drag time story hour for the kids. And it's just like, what? Like, what? Ain't nobody fighting for, like, you know, better education for the children. No, no side is. No side is fighting for that. No side is fighting for, like, um, you know, child care for American families. You know how expensive it is to fucking send your kids to daycare? Like, it's ridiculous. It's like, it's like me and the wife were paying, what the fuck are we paying? Two racks a month for two kids to go to daycare? Like, you know how crazy that is? Like, it's an early childhood learning center, but god damn. You know what we could do with that extra two grand a month? Like, you think about that. What could you do with an extra two grand a month? Like, it's just ridiculous. It's re-fucking-diculous. Like, there is no no head start programs, nothing. Like, there... And, and the Democrats love to just come out here with these empty ass promises and shit like that. And you got fucking uh, uh, Jim Crow Joe talking about he about to run again in 2024. Why? Why, bro? You're so fucking old. Why? Why? Then you got Ron DeSantis. His whole state is in shambles. And he's running around here trying to get ready to hop on a Republican ticket. And this is a, his last name is DeSantis. This is a white Hispanic. And he is the king of trying to ban CRT. It's like, bro, you need to be learning about your own fucking history. And how your fellow Spanish-speaking people are treated like shit in the U.S. But you think that just because you a white Hispanic that you think that you, you know, you in there with the Manglos. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, come on now. Like, this is the wildest shit to see some shit where they're literally, the GOP is literally trying to ban, you know, talking about race. And then they want to uh, ban, like, diversity uh, departments and clubs and shit like that. So that basically means getting rid of, you know, black Greeks, the black Greek organizations, fraternities and sororities. And it's just like, damn. Like it's it's getting to a weird spot and they keep us so busy, you know, in fighting with each other. Uh, you be so busy, worried about paying your bills, uh, you know, trying to make ends meet, dealing with the, the, the hubbub of, you know, life and trying to survive and thrive that you don't really pay attention to what the government doing until it's too fucking late. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, it's all designed, man. It's all, it's all a, it's all a, 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 a fucking plot, a ploy, uh, uh, you know, just something to just keep us in this rat race and just until we're fucking dead and gone. And it's just like, man, it's just a control mechanism. But this is just the craziest shit. And I'm going to tell all my parents out there and all my people who have small kids and their families and shit like that. Like if you're an uncle, a big homie, an auntie, um, a big mama to somebody, you know, just, you know, educate your children. Because a lot of times, you know, they're trying to just program your kids at school. You know what I'm saying? You have to see what they're learning about. Break that shit down, you know, and then instill that confidence into them because these schools ain't doing that shit. And you just see what the left and the right are worried about. And they worried about the wrong fucking things. They're worried about the wrong fucking things. And they ain't worried about the people. But man, let's see what else we got going on with this good old summer damn jam screen. Um, yeah, we're going to end it on this. What the fuck is going on with your man designer? 
this nigga was in court today because he was beating his meat on a plane in front of uh, the flight attendants. Now, if you don't know who Designer is, <coughs> that's the nigga who had the song Panda, Panda. Like, he was sounding like Future and shit. Uh, and he had that other song, Timmy, Timmy, Timmy Turner. Like that. This nigga was beating his meat in the open on a plane then when he got up to switch seats or something some vaseline fell out of his lap i'm like my nigga are you that damn bad because you're a two-hit wonder i know for sure that you could find some little some little bitty off of instagram and you know knock that pussy three ways from sunday I mean, you could knock it out, you know, you could have her in the hotel lobby, have the whole lobby smelling like an old Whopper with extra onions. Like, I'm, like, bro, like, you don't need to be whipping your meat out if on an airplane. Like, you know how small a plane is? You know how nasty that is? Like, nigga, you could have been in the front row and, and you know, it had some sweaty balls and some shit and somebody in that last seat could smell that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, what the fuck type of time you on? Like, my nigga, like, I don't know if you having some kind of mental health crisis. If y'all remember, was it last summer, a couple summers ago, the nigga got pulled over by the cops. And then I think the uh, the brother Tariq, now she saw him at the gas station or something. And he was like freaking out or something because the cops pulled him over and they had guns all on him and shit. So I don't know what that nigga going through, but uh, whatever he's going through, he's going to have to keep going through it until he makes it all the way to the finish line. Because, nigga, if you that down bad where you whipping your meat out on a plane, and you know, kids be on that shit. Kids be on a plane, bro. Like, wh what type of time you on? Like, you don't know who you are? Like, you know what I'm saying? Or are you that much of a sexual deviant? That that shit gives you a rush or something, and now look at your dumb ass just sitting up in court, basically about to be on a uh, I don't know where you was flying to, but you're gonna have to register as a sex offender, and that just it don't make no damn sense from a two hit wonder to a, a you know to be on a sex registry. Like bro, you have to calm that beast. Like man, somebody gotta start talking to these niggas. But I'ma leave it to my nigga Hove, cause we going up on we clicking up on 30 minutes, and I've been rambling for far too long. So, uh, yeah, Hove, what you gotta say? Don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen. I smoke rocks. I smoke rocks. All right, thank you so much, Tyrone Biggums, for that lovely intro of selling hope like damn dope. Um, so, towards end of the summer, uh, around August, September, uh, you'll be able to walk around the anywhere in this great state of Nebraska strapped, concealed, without a permit, without any training or anything. So uh, concealed carry has been uh, as of today, Tuesday, it's a law. It's a it's a God given right. <laughs> it's a law, a uh, man made law that uh, you can walk around strapped, uh, concealed. So you can a concealed carry without a permit is legal in the state of Nebraska. Um, it just got signed into law today, and uh, man, I'm not mad at it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not mad at it at all. I know a lot of people are. Um, kind of you know on the fence about it 
uh, it's funny because I know some uh, I know some white folks that got their concealed carry, and uh, you know I was talking to them, chopping up game with them, and uh, you know this was a bill that was sponsored by a uh, state senator Tom Brewer, and uh, but let me go back to these talking to these white folks, and that they were just saying that you know it's kind of you know odd that you know that we would we but uh nebraska would do some shit like that and i'm like eh, nigga, it's nebraska you know like it, it doesn't surprise me at all uh, especially with our governor and then who we got up in you know up at the capitol uh, up on them capitol steps um you know i, I feel like it should have been done like that a long time ago um because omaha i mean nebraska is just two big cities uh well the largest being omaha the metro area and you got lincoln everything else is just those little small podunk towns you know what i'm saying so with this law though when it's uh it trumps any kind of local laws um ordinances or anything it trumps all of that shit so you can be strapped anywhere in the state of nebraska including omaha and lincoln and it takes place 90 days after the session and what's interesting about this bill though is um tom brewer been trying to get this passed for a while but he couldn't so he threw an amendment in there where um they're they're going to create a new crime for concealed carry owners who commit dangerous misdemeanors right so there's i don't know what they're going to call it i don't know what it's going to look like but that got enough of the other uh state senators to uh you know sign off on that bill to get the bill to pass because he's been trying to get this passed for a long time now so he threw that amendment in there and then all of a sudden it's just like oh shit okay and uh what's funny though uh i'll have this in the show notes um they said that the police unions in omaha and lincoln they're just kind of you know they're they don't care either way about it but the police chiefs of omaha and lincoln the two major cities here um they're 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 really they're really against this opposed to this uh concealed carry so uh yeah it's very interesting to see that you know from the from the cops and um i see a lot of folks online kind of scared about it uh specifically black folks you know um but be honest with you um niggas been concealed carrying forever 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 and uh for a while um whatchamacallit nebraska was an open carry state and you didn't have no troubles because i remember my mama telling me when she was a kid uh a lot of the uh a lot of uh family members and uh men uh friends of the family they used to just be riding around with the pistol on the uh on the dash just out in the open like in the um in the 70s and shit like that 70s and 80s so I don't know when that changed in, in Omaha. I don't know when open carry changed. But yeah, it was just, a, you could just open carry just out willy-nilly. Just, you know, had a pistol right on your hip. Have it out on your dashboard and shit like that. So I don't know when that changed. But this concealed carry, um, it's the thing that I worry about is the new crime, you know, uh, that they're going to have for concealed carry owners. So uh who commit dangerous misdemeanors like what what is a dangerous misdemeanor first okay could it be say you run a run a red light right and you almost t-bone somebody you swerve over you know what i'm saying you on your phone bullshitting and playing cop catches it pulls you over 
and you're uh, concealed carrying, you know what I'm saying? Does that tack on some extra shit? Do they charge you with that new crime? Excuse me. Do they charge you for that new crime? Because I get the feeling that if you conceal carry and you do some kind of minor traffic violation, they'll blow that shit up, write it up under that new crime, and you sitting in county for the weekend until you see the judge on Monday and they throw that shit out. That's that's the only thing that I worry about. I don't worry about people conceal carrying and shit like that. If you're going to conceal carry, um, my thing for you is... Um, if you're going to do that, do not put that six, seven, eight, nine hundred dollar handgun in a cheap ass vinyl holster, you know, with Velcro on it or something. Don't put it in no cheap ass holster where it's just dangling and hanging and shit like that. And don't just have a pistol sitting in your waistband. You know, you got one sitting in the chamber. Next thing you know, you didn't you know shot a piece of your thigh off or you didn't shot your pinky toe off you know and um i would tell everyone to especially here in omaha to uh, hit the gun ranges you know get familiar with your gun um because you know the more that you practice the better you are handling it the more you're comfortable with it if this is your first time you know you see this law going out and you go you know to a cabela's or wherever uh or dicks to get your um your pistol your handgun or whatever uh your first thing you want to do is practice dry firing you know what I'm saying? And that's just basically practicing your hand mechanics, uh, pulling the trigger and things like that without a magazine in it, without anything loaded, without any, you know, uh, ammunition in it at all. Just practice dry firing, pulling it up off your hip and holding it correctly. And uh, you don't need to mod it right away. That's something that you don't do. So many people, you know, they get their first handgun and next thing they want to throw, you know, uh, uh, you know, a night vision laser sight on it. Uh, they want to throw the fat flashlight up under the under the bottom. No, get comfortable with your iron sights. Your iron sights are fine. That's the factory sights that's on there. That's fine right there. Get comfortable with that and uh, just get comfortable holding it you know holding it different ways but holding it the correct way get you know familiar with the weight and uh learn how to clean it um but main thing you can definitely find some uh there's a lot of black men in omaha who are instruction instructors certified instructors who um who actually can help you you know get better at you know uh shooting your pistol uh gun safety and actually help you to get your permit i don't know if they're gonna still do this so you can have your uh your uh, concealed carry permit because a lot of times those concealed carry permits they go across state lines i know up in south dakota it's fine if you have one from a different state that's fine so you can conceal carry a lot of states do that you know if you have your concealed carry it's fine like all through the midwest i think you can pretty much do that it get kind of weird on the coast in those you know liberal run uh states you know it gets a little bit weirder there so uh, yeah, but like I said, the first thing you want to do is practice dry firing, you know, getting comfortable with it. Don't mod your shit out, you know, and these little young niggas don't be out here 3D printing switches on there, you know, to turn a, you know, a Glock 43X or a Glock 19 into a, you know, into a fucking automatic 
that's no that's 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 a felony right there you don't need an extendo you know what i'm saying get you something nice and compact you know get you like a p365 or some shit like that my myself i got a 43x and that's it's nice it holds uh 10 in the mag one in the chamber so i got 11 rounds that's that's enough to get anybody up off you you don't need to be out here with a fucking extended magazine or like y'all say extendos extendo clips you don't need that at all and uh you know slow down on the modding and shit like that because it makes your concealed carry very bulky and get you a quality holster get you a nice quality holster um ladies you can get those uh those bando holsters uh so it's uh basically it'll go wrap around your stomach it's um you know made of that um the, it's kind of like spandex but it also like has that wick away fabric and then it has the holster right up there so you know y'all can be comfortable with the with the burner sitting up under your your breastuses and shit like that um yeah and then uh it is, it's also you can uh, men can use those bandos too especially with summer coming because you know it's kind of hard to um conceal carry with that and wearing basketball shorts and a t-shirt and shit like that and i will say if you're going to conceal carry do not have your pistol by the small of your back because you know if you bend over you had say like you at a grocery store or something you bend over somebody could come right there behind your ass and just yank that up off the small of your back you know what i'm saying keep that bitch on your hip or right in front of you you know what i'm saying right in front of right in front of your crotch you know what i'm saying just boom, boom pull that bitch right on out so you know where it is and you know just find you a very high quality holster and uh for black folks who are scared of um you know concealed carry uh stop that shit stop it stop it so many people you know be so fucking scared of guns and shit like that and you know oh it's just gonna drive the crime rate up and all this no it's not it's not it's not niggas who want to you know get that burner out they they they've been doing it they've been doing it you know what i'm saying they've been doing it but the only thing that i worry about with this law is that new crime of tacking it on to commit you know for dangerous misdemeanors like it's so fucking vague and i just feel like black folks gonna catch the brunt of it but even though i say that uh i need black folks to practice good gun safety and do not be afraid of pistols don't be you ain't gotta be afraid of no damn gun and not at all you know uh, uh you know you can be a great safe gun owner um yeah watch many of youtube videos there's many uh black creators out there who talk about gun safety and shit like that and buying your first gun and shit like that and you know for a long time i didn't have a pistol for a long time i didn't i used to uh, shit years ago i used to have a glock 19 and uh <clears throat> i didn't get this one this 43x until uh recently um uh, shit this may be what Ooh, maybe about five years ago when they first came out when they first came out with that slim line that 43x because it, it, it was supposed to mimic, mimic or rival the p365 which is a um, great concealed carry but you know glocks are amazing because they don't have safeties your finger is the safety so then i mean just such a great sturdy weapon but yeah i bought mine because i didn't know what was going to happen under the trump administration 
That's when I bought it. When uh, when re-election time, when election time was coming up. So that's about four years ago, about five years ago. Yeah, I think about five years ago. So 2018, 2019. Yeah, about four, three, four years ago. No, no, three. It was, what was it, 2023. So yeah, almost five years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so around 2019, so about four years ago is when I bought it. Yeah, and I just, I didn't even sit down and talk to my wife about it. You know, I talked to her after I did it, and she was so pissed, but at the same time, she just had to respect the game. Like, I need to keep you safe the time, just her safe and his household safe, and us bringing some kids in the household, you know, bringing them into this world. I got to keep them safe, you know? But, um, yeah, I've, I've, I've never had no fear of guns. I'll tell y'all a story about my mama, how much of a G she was. Um, and still is. She still get busy over her family. Like, smallest thing in the world, shortest thing in the world. But she, she will get busy for family. Like, when shit hits the fan, that's who you call. But when I was a kid, so... Let me see. This was decades ago when I was shit. I don't even think I was in kindergarten yet. There was a boy, little mixed boy named Harrison. So we stayed off of uh, Burdett and Northwest Radio. Um, And we lived in this uh, big white house. Um, And I think somebody lived above us or whatever. But anyways, so anyways, check this out. So. Um, this boy, I was, I think I was about four and I remember, I remember his ugly ass face vividly. He looked like Blake Griffin, all these fucking, uh, freckles in his face. And he was about 12 or 13. I was only four. I was a little, little kid, little, little kid. And he used to pick on me all the fucking time. And, uh, you know, my mom would, you know, be yelling at him and his mama like hey man chill the fuck out blah 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 and then i think his uncles came over one time and one of his and uh the dude was the harrison was fucking with me and my mama you know went out like hey you know get you know get this little bastard up out of here blah 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 you know he's acting a fool and the uncle said something slick like threatened my mama so this is when the gun laws were a lot, were a lot, a lot relaxed. So this was the late 80s. So if I was only four, yeah, this was late, late 80s. So my mama took me down to Saul's, got her, a, got her a pistol that same day, got the clearance and everything. Didn't have no felonies and shit like that. <laughs> got picked up her pistol. Saul's is a pawn shop here, big pawn shop here in Omaha. Got her a pistol, and she was so mad that a man would come at her and her son and her child you know he was talking crazy and shit and i'll never forget this and my mama sat on the porch that same night cleaning that pistol and we I, we never had no issues with them niggas again never had no issues with them niggas <laughs> and it was a uh it wasn't a 22 it was a little 25 uh that she had and uh man she she sat there and i'll never forget that she sat there right there on the porch so they could see her cleaning that pistol and it didn't have no issues from that that little that little fucker since (laughs) or his mama or the uncles like (laughs) but moral of the story is with this bill moving forward um you know black folks stop being afraid of guns uh my my liberal friends uh you know what's funny every liberal person i know is a gun owner like on the low 
You know what I'm saying? That's funny because it's like if you look at if you read the book, this nonviolent stuff will get you killed. Um, Dr. King, uh, his, his crib was filled with pistols. And, and that brother was running around, you know, preaching nonviolence. But his house for his family, he had pistols everywhere. There's a notorious interview uh, where uh, I forgot. I can't I'll, I'll try to link it, but I can't remember. But uh, there was an interviewer who came to Dr. King's house and he was about to sit in a wing back chair. And Dr. King told him, like, hold on, there's a gun in there. So I need you to. You know, hold on just a second while I get this out. And he said that Dr. King has shotguns in the corner of every single room in that house. And I'm, it's just, you know, it is. I mean, we live in America. You know, bad guys got guns. Good guys got guns. But you can't tell the difference who's who. But if you step foot on this goddamn property, somebody going to get hurt. And it's not going to be me. So, um, yeah, so this law takes an effect. 90 days after the session so that's either the last week of august or the first week of september all right so it's been signed into law today but that don't mean you can be out there now you know with the with the burner up in your waist all right you gotta wait until august september but if you bout that life uh god bless this portion of do rags and boat shoes has been brought to you by the letter l as in hey yo my guy my hands are full give me a hand here can you hold this l all right, so moving on to holding this L, we have to give it to Ali Akbar, aka Ali Alexander. <laughs> this is the guy who's running around here with that bad perm, uh, the little uh, dark skinned dude who um, got that bad conk, look like uh, his hair just all dried and fried, dyed and laid to the side, but it's all dry and shit. This is the dude who uh, actually started to stop the steal. Uh, thing that resulted in the January 6th uh, attack on Capitol Hill. So, reason this guy is uh, holding this L is that, that the Daily Beast is reporting that uh, uh, that uh, this dude uh, Ali has been uh, propositioning uh, young teenage boys in the right on the right uh, to uh, you know bust a butthole open so they can get his uh, Republican connections now this guy got his start uh, Alexander or Akbar he got his start by um, you know uh, basically shitting on the Obama administration you know uh, doing that first term and he was writing blogs uh, and his name was like the hip hop Republican and all and everything and he got real big in Republican circles especially when they found out what color he was because you know one thing that uh, bigots love that white supremacists love is a non-white uh, person that has that shares their talking points so they can hide behind that person and say that they're not racist so that's their mascot right a collaborator of white supremacy or a cows as i like to call them so now this man he was uh, accused of he was actually plead, pleaded guilty of felony property theft and felony credit card abuse back in the early 2000s around 0708 and then he started these blogs and shit and he got real popular in these right wing circles and then he started receiving uh, large funding from a Republican uh, billionaire uh, donor named Robert Mercer 
and then he uh started up he organized a national club for like right-wing bloggers and shit like that and then people started kind of looking at him funny like how did he spend the money that he raised at this uh with this organization and um he was having and so he built a whole bunch of connections uh by just being a mascot right and then by the time uh trump rolled around he turned into this huge maggot you know uh you know trying to make america great again and doing talking all this shit online and shit like that and he was a leading figure uh for the alternative right you know for the alt-right and so anyways he uh you know he was like a protege for like roger stone and then alex jones from Infowars. and then uh yeah so milo yiannopoulos who i've talked about before uh he's kind of outing the dude like hey y'all threw me under the bus because uh i was talking about you know he said something about nothing some nothing being wrong with pedophilia or some shit like that so the right one was like hey man get the fuck out of here with this shit and so it hit the fan and now he's trying to oust uh this ali alexander dude so uh let's see here uh there was one kid uh he's an adult now uh let's see here some kid named duncan uh some teenager named duncan this was back in uh 2017 um that ali alexander was uh telling this duncan kid uh let me see if i can find who he was um let's see here i don't think they have this kid's last name uh okay so anyways uh so on a podcast uh this kid duncan was talking about um you know he dangled you know as a perk of hanging out with him uh to basically like send me some pictures of your asshole and shit like that or send me some jack off material and he and it was on like snapchat and shit like that and it's just it's wild to me that you see this type of shit uh from these right wingers and basically alexander was dangling like he would find teenage boys who were starting to make names for themselves uh in right-wing circles and he would like you know hey you know send me a picture of your meat and send me a picture of your bussy you know what i'm saying uh you know send me some jack off material on snapchat and uh, you know i'll share some of my contacts with you you can meet this person that person and all this other shit and uh yeah these guys were like 15 years old at the time and this dude was like in his early 30s but these people they run around here you know screaming you know you know shitting on trans folks and uh shitting on you know they they're talking about war who was on the flight with epstein and all this other shit and bill clinton flew to epstein island and hillary clinton did too and here these niggas is you know asking for you know asshole pictures from 15 year olds on snapchat you know what i'm saying it'd be them people who be the the who be barking the most and uh stomping so goddamn hard you know against alternative lifestyles and the whole time they fighting them they fighting them demons they talking about them goddamn selves like how many times have we seen like before uh gay marriage was legal how many times did we see like all these uh these right-wing um uh people up on capitol hill you know getting caught you know toe tapping in bathrooms and getting caught at glory holes and bathhouses you know getting their asshole uh you know roughed up by some young dude you know what i'm saying it was like these old white men getting their shit pushed in 
you know what I'm saying, or sword fighting in the bathroom, getting caught doing that shit, and they like, they voted no on gay marriage, and this person was a staunch person against gay marriage, and blah, 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 and then it got so bad that comedians started running with the joke, they were saying, they were saying this tired joke, like, oh, they don't want to, you know, legalize gay marriage, because then they have to divorce their wives and marry their boyfriends, <laughs> you know, and it was funny, like, the first time, but then everybody started doing a version of it, and you're like, okay, get the fuck out of here, so, um, but yeah, that's, that, this is just the craziest shit, you know, that this guy from the Stop the Steal, Alternative Right, and he's out here, you know, you know, like, asking for asshole pictures, and some of these boys was doing it, I'm like, you 15, dog, like, you, you know better, you know what I'm saying, one dude was claiming he was straight, and he was just like, yeah, I just wanted the contacts, and blah, 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 it's like, damn, like, how bad do you want it, like, you, you know, sending, like, your asshole and your dick and balls to another dude, like, come on now, you know what I'm saying, like, nigga, you know better, like, you, you old enough, you know better, like, come on now, you 15, you, you, you learned about cybersecurity. You learned about doing that shit and everything is forever on the internet. I don't care what kind of Snapchat message it is, what you what kind of vanishing message, that shit is permanent. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on now. Like you that thirsty for power that you gonna, you know, be gay for pay, so to speak. Come on, son. That's that old Ed Lover shit. But I don't know. It's one of those things where it's just like you can listen to the article, but it's just then you have Nick Fuentes is still, you know, kind of uh, defending him. And Nick Fuentes is a hardcore racist. This dude is like a Holocaust denier, a slavery denier, talking about slavery wasn't that bad and shit like that. And fucking Kanye West was running around with him as an advisor, you know, for his presidential 2024 campaign. It was just like, oh, this nigga's Looney Tunes. But anyways, um you know, uh, that Duncan kid was talking about, he's like 21 now, and he was saying that I think Nick Fuentes, you know, knew about this, is 100% aware, and people were trying to call him out about it, and, uh, and, uh, you know, he was trying to call Nick Fuentes out about the shit, and Nick is just kind of like dancing around it, and, you know, kind of saying that, you know, it's the victim's fault and all this other shit for sending their assholes and all that type of weird shit. And he's just trying to deny it. But right now, what you're seeing is kind of like those alt-right dudes are just kind of, you know, they're just kind of grasping for straws. They're trying to do any and everything to kind of, you know, trying to stay relevant, but to trying to clean up their image because shit is getting real with this whole January 6th thing. And we saw the same thing with them alt-right niggas back with the Charlottesville happened. You know, when uh, that higher girl got killed, right? May she rest in peace at that uh, Charlottesville rally and protest. You know, it was a lot of people started like, hey, hey. Uh, main thing uh, was uh, was your man Ben Shapiro. Like, he was talking super spicy leading up to Charlottesville. Then that shit happened. This nigga did a whole 180. This motherfucker on, like, Bill Maher and, like, mainstream shows. And, and I'm giving it. You know, I'm, I looked at the data. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, bro come on now then you got richard sprint spencer he's out here trying to be like a intellectualist or a deep thinker you know or a thought leader now instead of being a straight up white supremacist it's like bro we remember we remember but everybody's doing like this whole rebranding thing because just coming out and being art like flat out racist is just not working because we got a different administration you know in the white house and people just kind of saw through the shit like man get the fuck out of here but it's just interesting to see how these guys are just like throwing each other up under the table but ali akbar you gotta hold this hell get your man 
You win. Perfect. All right. So moving on to not all heroes wear capes. Uh, we have to give it to the brother um, who just passed, uh, Harry Belafonte, uh, our Caribbean brother, um, died at the age of 96. I think it was congestive heart failure, but I mean, the brother's 96. That's a full ass life. Um, you know, besides being a great actor and singer, uh, you know, he was uh, huge in the uh, civil rights uh, movement. So he befriended Dr. King and became, you know, his lifelong friend. And did you know that he also put up the majority of the uh, money to help start the uh, SNCC, you know, the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. And uh, he was one of the principal fundraisers uh, for the SCLC, too. So he put his money where his mouth is. He put up a lot of money. You know for these organizations to get started and then he also you know bailed dr king out uh and other civil rights activists out of jail left and right he was in the march on washington um you know he let dr king stay in his apartment in manhattan you know uh when dr king needed to get away from the stress and everything and i didn't know this that he um uh, he maintained an insurance policy on dr king's life with the family Coretta and the kids you know being the beneficiaries and he donated his own money to make sure that the family was taken care of after uh, Dr. King was assassinated in 1968 so we got to take our hats off to that brother and I know I see people on Twitter running around uh, with that Eartha Kitt quote talking about a black woman couldn't do nothing for him after he slept with her or something he's going to go get him a white woman or something and it's coming from Eartha Kitt the same woman you know, I, I hate to pull this up, but you know what? Eartha Kitt, she supported minority rule in Rhodesia. She broke the um, boycott that uh, black liberation movements had when they were uh, having black entertainers boycott Rhodesia, a.k.a. South Africa, you know, during apartheid and shit like that. And she was just trying to say it wasn't no racial issues over there. It's more of a political issue and shit like that. So, you know, I kind of take what she say with a, you know, with a grain of salt a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So, and then she told them black people there in Rhodesia to kiss her ass and all this other shit. And then uh, I think people were looking for an apology from her up until the late 90s or something. She still didn't give that apology for uh, breaking that um for breaking that boycott going over there and performing for them uh for them uh bowers or whatever so i'm like okay you know i ain't trying to shoot the messenger but i see y'all kind of running around with that you know you kind of running around with that eartha kid quote to kind of shit on that brother and it's the same person you know who was you know okay all right but anyways rest in peace to that brother harry belafonte and uh much love and respect to him and his family and uh i just thank him for all that he's done you know for black folks here all right so moving on to health over wealth you know what i say without your health you cannot enjoy your wealth um so we're in spring it's that transformation season and uh i don't want y'all to be stuck in the past i don't want y'all to be grief stricken i don't want y'all to dwell on the past and mistakes you've made uh so the quote is just simple it's easy it's an affirmation i am not my mistakes that's it you know so many times we define ourselves on the mistakes we made 
and then we kind of reduce ourselves to our failures and things like that and uh you know you keep replaying the mistakes in your head over and over and you kind of dwell on it uh, you're not your mistakes give yourself some grace and in this season of growing and change i want you to grow and change for the better you know you see in the grass is getting green the trees are starting to bloom the flowers are starting to grow and i want you to grow with it you know what i'm saying um just just stop being so hard on yourself you know do something this weekend for you enjoy yourself do exactly what you want to do not what you need to do but what you want to do something that will refill your cup you know and then just be kind to yourself you know we get so caught up in being that loving partner that loving parent that co-worker that does everything um just give yourself some grace give your time give yourself some time um be patient with yourself and just have a conversation with yourself and get to know you okay and then just you know just continue to just do it every couple weeks do something that you want to do not need to do but want because you do that you know monday through friday you do what needs to be done to pay them bills to keep them kids happy and safe and healthy and to keep your partner uh, happy take some time out for you and uh just do that twice a month and i swear to god you know your life will change for the better and do not dwell on the mistakes from the past that shit is in the past you learned from it you already grew from it look you already made it past that mistake you still living and thriving so just continue to grow okay um this has been episode 202 of do rags and boat shoes nothing but love and respect for y'all out there and uh i will see y'all next week with a mini pod all right so peace <laughs>